Hi, Christine. How's it going? Hey, Lauren. I'm good. How about you? I'm great. Uh, we have had a pretty whirlwind of a weekend. We have. I, we are seeing each other on a screen right now, but we just spent the weekend together in Salt Lake City. We did, yeah. We were at FanX, and we got to meet a bunch of you guys, so welcome anyone who found us from FanX. We're excited to have you here. Yeah, welcome new listeners from FanX. Yeah, it was a really good time. We got to like meet a bunch of cool people and fans, and um, we actually recorded a special episode um, that'll come out later, so... Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got to like catcall everyone who was wearing Game of Thrones cosplay. Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah, uh, we mixed up some uh, Sith Lords for Jon Snow. That was the trickiest one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Christine was harassing her. all the witchers by throwing coins at them. Throwing them coins, yeah. Time. No daemons. There was one possibly a daemon. We saw from afar, very briefly, a possible daemon. Um, I want to believe there was a daemon cosplay, but we're looking forward to seeing more of that kind of shit in the future. Oh, by the way, this is a podcast where we swear. Welcome to Pot of the Dragon. Welcome to Pot of the Dragon. We are a podcast, a whole podcast. A whole um, podcast. We talk about House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, pretty much anything Everything going Westeros. on in Westeros. Yep. Um, and we talk a lot of shit we do swear yes and this podcast is uh full of spoilers we talk about everything that happened in the show we also talk about things that we read in the books i will say yes that's going to be a spoiler however there's a lot of like gray area in the book that this show is based on um so we don't actually totally know we know some of like the larger plot points but as far as like the details they're kind of like uh figuring those out within the show and it's not really said outright in the books in a lot of instances so Mm -hmm. we have a lot of speculation about things we expect to happen um but yeah if you want to come along for the ride it's gonna be a fun time yeah, um, we also have content warnings, so anything that happens in the show we talk about. Yes. There's a lot for this episode. <laughs> yeah, t- today's episode we've got, and we are covering uh, House of the Dragon Season 1, Episode 6 today. We ha- uh, we've got violence, incest, suicide, childbirth, trauma, murder, and torture. So if you watched the show and you saw those things we're not going to do anything worse than that but we are going to discuss those things if that's not for you no problem but you might not want to stick around do you have any corrections corners or updates anything that you've caught up on the strong family which after this episode you know it's very clear but we didn't know so it's harwin strong is break bones and Lara Strong is Clubfoot, but they don't use their nicknames on the show. They That's don't, they although they're the credited. They're credited on the show with the nicknames for some with reason. With the nicknames, yeah. So we were trying to. I think we couldn't think of Harwin's name on the last episode. We're like the one that Renera fucks in books. The hot um, brother, hot brother, yeah. 
So she fucks him on the show, and we definitely learn his name in this episode, so. All right, should we dive into the episode? Let's do it. Okay, overall thoughts. Um, there was, This is a lot, first of all. Did you notice anything with the opening credit sequence? No, I didn't. Okay, because isn't the crown supposed to be, like, the little crown is, we thought that was Patty, right? Yeah. But it filled up with blood in this episode. And it hasn't the other times. Yeah, it hasn't. So I was like, oh my god, did they spoil that he's going to die in this episode? Which, no, he doesn't die No, he die doesn't die. Although, he is definitely like a ghost. Yeah, he's missing half an arm. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, falling the fuck apart. He looks like shit. Yeah, he does not look good. Uh, he definitely... They definitely made him look, like, super creepy and gross. He's very creepy and gross. I'm enjoying the memes that are, like, next episode he's gonna look like Gollum. Yes, me too. Yeah, I did not notice that. Huh. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that we thought when the little icons filled up with blood that that indicated that a character had passed. And I thought that that one was supposed to represent Patty Viserys, King Viserys. However, I don't know. We'll have to pay attention next time and see if we notice anything different. Yeah, that's interesting. Because no, none of the Targs died in this episode either. Right, yeah. So I don't know who it was supposed to be. Not him. I still think it's him, so I don't know what that... Maybe we just misinterpreted how that thing works. Or maybe I just made all of that up in my head because I was so tired when I was watching this. <laughs> no, I want to go back and see it. Well, we'll uh, follow up on that next episode. Um, how did your brain handle the recasting of Allison and Renera? Oh, yeah. Uh, fine. Yeah? I felt like it was a pretty easy transition for me um, to switch between the different actresses. I mean, they're clearly different people, but I think with, like, the amount of time that they had passed, it kind of worked for me. And they did, like, the two actresses for each person did, like, a, a good enough job of acting similar that it it felt fairly seamless to me, honestly. I was expecting it to be more jarring than it was. Huh. The Renera one messed with my head a little bit. The Allison one, like, I wouldn't even know the difference if you hadn't told me, I think. The Renera one, I love both actresses. I think they both play her really well. But I, like, read that they told them not to get together or to talk about how they were playing the characters. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I feel That's like so there were times, like, when she smiled at um, Harwin where I was like, that seemed like that's the Renera we met. But there were other times when I felt like, I really liked the way both actresses played her, but they were playing her differently. So my brain had to connect to like, this is the same person. But I really like Emma Darcy in this role. They're great. Yeah, they did an awesome job. And then what did you think of the time show? I didn't mind it. So I feel like it was more jarring toward like the beginning of the show to have this time jump. But we keep doing this like every episode. And it's kind of like part of it to me now. Like, we're going at a faster pace. This isn't the same as the original Game of Thrones show. This is a a show where we're getting the highlights more than the actual, like, long, drawn-out details where it does take a full season to travel from King's Landing to Winterfell or anything like that, you know? Yeah, we're getting, like, little snapshots of, like, moments in this conflict, which spans generations and, like, years. I didn't like the jump, though, because... There were just, like, a lot of cool things, I feel like, that happened in those 10 years that we didn't get to see. I do agree with that. I want to know what happens with, like, how Renera and Harwin got together. I want to know how Damon and Lena got together. I want to know how Lena and Vagar got together. That's the main one I wanted to see. I wanted That's to see Lena get Vagar. See. But even in the books, the, like, Damon story is she was 
betrothed to a sea lord of Bravos's son, which we did discuss, like, on the show. Um, and he, like, dueled him and won for her hand. And, like, I think, like, she asked him to. So that would have been real cool and sexy to see Daddy Damon. But, yeah. And Le- how did Lena, where did they find Vagar? How did she bond her? What happened? Yeah. I mean, I understand that that is sort of, like, a side plot to where we're going with all of this. So I understand the choice. But, yeah, that would have been something I would have enjoyed seeing. Yeah. And I want, also wanted to know what, how did Kristen Cole get away with all that? How did Kristen Cole get away with all that? Because last time we left him... Because now he's, like, back in his old position. Yeah, and we saw that Allison, like, came and made him not commit suicide, basically. Um, And then we don't know what happened after that. But, like, it wasn't like Allison was the only witness. Yeah. Literally everyone saw what he did. He murdered someone in cold blood in the fucking throne room during a royal wedding and he still has his job yeah like that's the part he's like still in the king's guard and he's guarding the queen like when someone's that much of a loose cannon they're like yeah let's let him guard the queen the fuck so i'm that's like a huge thing that we don't fucking know what the fuck happened yeah. there and like who how did allison pull all those strings to get that to happen because everyone should have wanted him executed not just dismissed yeah, at least dismissed, but yeah, executed. And plus, like, that was in my notes for later, but, like, Lainor is, like, walking around, showing off their baby, and has to, like, pass the guy who murdered his boyfriend, who he's clearly still holding a tor- torch for because he wanted to name his kid after him. And he's just, like, still there, just, like, working in the castle where he lives. What the fuck? Why? Very weird. Very weird. So, yeah, I liked, I don't mind that this show does time jumps, but this one gave me a lot of questions that I wanted to see. That's fair. Yeah. But I think maybe, like, this was just renewed for a second season. So maybe I understand how if they had, like, put all the details in and made it really slow moving, not knowing how many seasons there would be of this, it would kind of, like, miss the point. This is a show about the Dance of Dragons. Like, we don't need to know all the side plots necessarily, but I want to know them. Um, I believe, I can't remember where I read this or saw this, but I believe that the plan was always only for the show to only be three to four seasons. It's not meant to be as long as Game of Thrones was. So with that, they do have a lot of material that they need to get through. Like, and we haven't even gotten to like the core conflict of this show, which I, I think, I mean, this whole, season one is just a buildup, honestly. Mm-hmm. So the Dance of Dragons, which is, you know, theoretically the premise of the show, is probably going to start in season two. That's true. So there's a lot to get through. So I get it. And I mean, hey, maybe that opens up the option for us to have like spin-off miniseries and stuff. Cause like I would just watch a miniseries of Lena and Vagar's adventures. Oh yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I would love that. So I mean, I think that's kind of where we're going now that like we've got a second successful Game of Thrones series off the ground. We're gonna get the whole Game of Thrones universe and a lot more is gonna come. So I love that's that. exciting. I love that. That's very exciting. Should we get into the meat of this? All right. So we start this episode off with Rhaenyra giving birth. She has a little baby boy. I would say like this childbirth scene compared to the first one we saw in this show, not traumatic. Um, pretty much normal childbirth so she asks if the baby's healthy still traumatic because childbirth is insane it just is traumatic especially in those days where they have like no medicine no support she's just like chilling in her chambers pushing out a baby 
Um, but she asks if the baby's healthy, and they say she's kicking like a do- he's kicking like a goat princess. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're immediately introduced to Allison's new, dare I say, cunty side. Uh, by she's like, I immediately need to see the baby. And then her which, narrative- like, go on. Well, okay, so at this point. We, the viewers, who haven't read the book, would not necessarily know that this isn't her firstborn child. And so it's like Allison's asking for the baby to be sent to her. And we already know, based on the previous episode, that, like, Allison doesn't want any... Like, she wants to minimize the challenge to her son taking the throne someday. So, like, is she going to kill the baby? What's she doing with the baby? (laughs) Like, what is she doing with the baby? And then, of course, like... Rhaenyra is like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking go with him, which Allison acts like a bitch. She's like, acts like she didn't expect Rhaenyra to come. She's like, oh, I like you should have been in bed, but it's like, she knew. She knew. And Rhaenyra's doing the absolute most in bringing the baby, like walking all that way while she's still like bleeding out under her dress. She's being very dramatic about it. Like, see, this is what you asked me to do, bitch. Like, and it's, yeah, which I love. <laughs> it's honestly great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious. So we talked to a lot of people at the convention last week, or last weekend, um, and asked, like, and we'll cover this in our mini special mini-sode that's coming out. Um, we asked a lot of people, like, Rhaenyra or Alicent, and most people were definitely, like, pro Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. which I am, too. Same. I'm curious, though, with, like, the, this shift in... We saw a tiny bit of it last episode, but with this shift in Alicent's personality, I'm curious... How many supporters uh, in the viewership Allison still has? Yeah, she's become Cersei, basically. Well, she has, and she has this um, shitty personality trait, which is that she thinks she is morally the best at everything, mm-hmm. um, and that gives her the excuse to be a shitty person, which doesn't... That's, no. no. That's not a thing. No, and I, like, I almost feel bad for her in this episode because everyone really is just, like, gaslighting her. Like, she's... She's correct. Who like the things she's saying are correct. She knows what she's talking about, and everyone's just kind of like, "Nah, you probably shouldn't say that. That's fucked up. You're kind of crazy." So I do feel bad for her in that sense, but also like, mind your fucking business. Like, why is she so concerned all the time with who Renera's fucking and who's fathered her kids and all this? Like, mind your own fucking business. Like, does she is she that religious? Is she like? I mean, it's not an unrealistic personality trait, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's somebody it's who it believes that monogamy is the only way, believes that you only have sex with your husband, you have to be married, and that everyone else is doing it wrong. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a very realistic way for somebody to behave in that situation. She, like, didn't get to pick her husband and, like, has this old ass gross man. Like, she doesn't get to have him as a lover, so it like... And I don't think she would, because I don't think she thinks that's correct. But I think there's a part of her who's just kind of like, I am doing the righteous thing. You should, too. Fuck you. And I don't know. At this point, do you think she's just looking for any reason to discredit Rhaenyra? Because she's worried about her children. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she knows the war is coming. And anything that she can do to put her son in a better position to be favored for the Iron Throne down the road. Like, hell yeah. Of course she's going to try to discredit Rhaenyra. Yeah, it'd be very convenient if Renera got dropped from being heir for doing something stupid and she continues to do stupid shit and doesn't get caught. So I get why that's super frustrating for Allison, but also fuck off. I have a sidebar, Christine. Yes. So we talked previously about Moon Tea and whether or not Allison knew about it. And I have a theory because 
we saw her get pregnant twice and have two babies. Mm-hmm. And that's all the children she has now? She's got three. She's got the two boys and then that little girl with the centipede or whatever. The leech. That's right. I forgot about her. Weird. That thing was gross. But yeah, she like she's she and Rhaenyra are still the same age, but all of her children are older. So I'm like, mm-hmm. did she eventually... Did she get the moon tea? Pick up on the moon tea? Is she on moon tea now? Maybe. I don't think Viserys would go for that. He wants lots and lots of heirs. True. And she probably wouldn't think it was right. That's true. But why does she know what it is? I don't know. And I still don't know, like, whether or not she, like, somehow put two and two together right in the moment when she was told about it from Laris. It sounded like he's like, she took a tea. And she was like, a tea? Yeah, I don't know. Sidebar closed. Yeah, but her kids are a lot older. (laughs) And they're the same age, so... Maybe Viserys can't get it up anymore because he's falling apart. Oh, I love how every man in this show is absolutely clueless in this episode. Just don't know how anything works. And in this moment, I'm referring to Lenor, who asks her, was it painful? I took a lance on yeah, the shoulder you once. idiot. And she goes, my condolences. I'm glad I'm not <laughs> a woman. <laughs> so we get this parallel again between, like, the childbirth being the woman's battlefield and... The battlefield being the men's battlefield. And he's just kind of out here not understanding for one minute what the fuck it's like. <laughs> right. I So what, during this first sequence with him walking Allison up the stair or walking Rhaenyra up the stairs to see Allison, I was like, oh, do Rhaenyra and Lenor like actually have like kind of a cute beard relationship they answered that unequivocally by the end of the episode that no it's not a cute relationship <laughs> i feel like the both marriage like the hair marriage to Lenor and damon's marriage to lena seem very similar in that like they seem very loving and at the same time no one's happy it seems like at one point there was care and admiration there and they're just kind of pushing on they all kind of resent each other for being stuck yeah it sucks yeah so i think like in this, he's, I don't know. Like, he has empathy and compassion for Renera, But it seems like, like she said at one point, like, oh, now you seem like you're concerned with the affairs of our family. Like, it seems like they live pretty separate lives. Yeah. For the yeah. most part. And just show up for, like, moments like this where, oh, look, parents, new happy baby. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that leads us right into meeting, not for the first time, but for the most in-depth time, Harwin Strong baby daddy to Rhaenyra's children. He seems very sweet. I like him. I don't think he's as hot as Christian Cole, um, but he seems more mature and just very nice to her and to the kids. Yeah, he definitely has, like, cute dad energy, too. Mm-hmm. And um, if you guys don't, if you haven't seen all the memes and you remember from the episode where Rhaenyra killed the boar when she came back into the camp, uh, there were most people, like, kind of looked at her like, what the fuck? There's one guy who was really, really excited and thought it was hot, and this was Harwin Strong. Yes. And I realized today from another meme, I didn't realize this at the time, that um, in the last episode when the big fight breaks out between Kristen Cole and Joffrey and everyone scatters, um, the guard who picks up Renera and throws her over his shoulder to get her out is also Harwin Strong. So he's had eyes for her for a while. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's he's had a crush on her for a long time, is what it seems like, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. And 
we've met him in those brief instances. But yeah, we finally get to like talk to him here. He kind of seems great, but obviously he has all these sons that he has to pretend he is not their dad, which is a very shitty situation for him to be in. But also like seems like he wants to be their dad. Like I feel like with like Jamie and he does, yeah. Cersei, Jamie wasn't really around for those kids much, whereas like Harwin is very much doing dad stuff. I, I wrote in my notes, potentially, doesn't work out that way. Cause it doesn't seem like Lenor is that involved or his boyfriends are. But I said these kids could potentially end up with three dads, which would be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't work out that doesn't way. Doesn't work out that way. Could have three dads. Fucking great. Amazing. Should we go to the dragon pit? Yeah. So, like, um, what do you first of all, what do you think of like the dragon pit? I think it's funny that the kids go hang out in the dragon pit. Like, Leonor's like, back to the dragon pit for you. Like, that's their, that's their school or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they, cool. it's, um, I wrote, it's how to train your dragon time. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the pit? It was fun to just like see it. It didn't, it was obviously like completely different than when we go to the dragon pit in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're just going to fucking forget the later seasons of Game of Thrones, which fine. They don't exist. Great. Happy to do that. They also might have built, like, another dragon pit later. True. I loved the, um, like, the sequence or the scene where, what's the, Jace goes down into the pit? Their names are Jace and Luke. Okay. Um, You mean Rhaenyra's kids? Is that who goes down? No, it's the it's the oh, Eamon goes boy. down. Eamon. And I thought it's funny yeah, yeah. that Rhaenyra's kids have like regular white people names, but then they're not. It's just Ceres and Lucerus or something. Um, but they go by Jason Luke. Sorry, side note. That's okay. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Do you know which dragon was in the dragon pit, Christine? I don't. Do you? <gasps> I'm so excited to tell you this right now. Who was that? Was it Dreamfire? It was Dreamfire. Yay! Who's riding her right now? Does she not have a rider? She does not. Darn it. So I think this might be a little tease for us for future. So is that why he was going down? To see if he could bond her and she was like, fuck off? Is that what that scene was Basically, yeah. Oh, okay. Go on. Tell me. So basically, um, I only found this out because I found like a thread of like which dragons we've seen so far (laughs) in the show. And I was like, wait, what? Dreamfire? Where? Um, and yeah, it was just that little short where uh, Eamon went down into the b- depths of the dragon pit and met a dragon, and that was your favorite dragon, Dreamfire. Dreamfire? Okay, that makes sense then, because that scene didn't make sense to me. Like, what is he doing with that dragon? Like, whose dragon is that? But yeah, so he went down to try to bond the unbonded dragon, and she's not having it. She doesn't like him. Um, There's just dragons vibing in the dragon pit. Vibing dragons. Yeah, the kids are dicks to each other, all of them. Oh, yeah, so lots of... Oh, we didn't really content warning bullying, but... Yeah, the kids are big bullies to Eamon. I don't really feel like talking about it, to be honest. It happens, and it's dumb, and it sucks. All of Allison's kids seem really fucking weird. Yeah! Like, they're just... uh, (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, even. Uh, They're all assholes. They just seem clueless. Like, they don't seem neurodivergent. I saw online, like, someone was like, they all have autism. I don't know. It's not that. They're like... I don't think so. They're just... They don't get it. Because Aegon is very much depicted as, like, a apathetic asshole teenager. Yes. 
And then Aemond has been, like, relentlessly bullied, including by his older brother, which is really shitty. Mm -hmm. So he just seems kind of, like, super lonely to me. Yeah. Whereas Aegon is also kind of lonely, but he likes it, I think. And then I don't know very much about, what's the girl's name? Helena? Helena. She's the only one I could maybe see, if you wanted to say she's neurodivergent. She just seems like she is very interested in this insect or whatever millipede that she's exploring, and then... When Eamon runs in and there's a whole bunch of drama, she's, like, just still very focused on that. But I don't know. I'm not here to diagnose these kids. I'm just saying. Someone online said they thought they were all autistic. I don't think they're all autistic, but there is. Like, I think they're just, like, neurotypical and weird. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, of all of them, I think Aegon seemed, like, the most, like, normal teenager, just the shitty one. Yeah. Why did they give us that scene of him jerking off into the Oh, you mean the scene that they copied from Succession? Oh, is that why? Wait, explain. I don't watch Succession. I only watched, like, the first season of it, but basically there's a scene where one of the sons, like, when he inherits the business or whatever, I don't remember what happens, but he, like, goes up to the window in his corner office and, like, shuts the inside blinds so nobody in the office can see into his office, but then the windows to the city are still open, and he just, like, goes up and jacks off on the glass to this, like, Basically, he's, like, trying to fuck the city or something. I don't know. And this is the same thing. So Aegon's trying to fuck King's Landing. That's his his thing. I just... Why did we need that? Why did I need to see this kid's butt? We didn't. And see him. Um, And then he just, like... Allison walks in and doesn't give a fuck. She's just like, why did you do it? weird for her. Yeah. Does not give a fuck that... Like, it seems like this is just something he does, and she just doesn't even have time to talk about it. She wants to talk about the other fucked up thing he did. Um, so he's just, like, sitting there naked talking to his mom and getting yelled at. I don't like this dynamic. I do sort of feel for him. Like, he seems like a real idiot jerk, but he's also just a kid, and he doesn't want to be wrapped up in all this political stuff. I feel like he just wants to do his dumb, like, jackass games, and he's unfortunately, like, just by existing, causing a war. Um, and I feel like that's more than he can process at his point in development, so I, I do feel bad for him there. And I don't think Allison's helping matters because she also was forced to grow up way too fast and had a kid when she was like a baby. But she's doing the same thing. And she's doing the same thing to her kid. I feel like I kind of want to add Allison to the bad dads list. Right? I think, yeah. Can we do that? Yeah, we can just do bad parents. I'm just going to call it bad dad still. She can be a bad dad. So listeners, uh, if you're new here, we are collecting a list of bad dads. These are the worst dads from the show, people who suck to their children, and we are going to rank them at the end of the season, and then again for like a total at the end of the show someday. Yeah, we're also ranking... So I've added Allison to the list. Brutal deaths. I feel like we should rank sad dads. (laughs) I don't think we actually could. But I feel like in the last episode I said that Viserys would win sad dads, but then in this episode, Damon is also a sad dad. I, Damon's gonna get himself onto Bad Dads real quick, I think. Give him another episode or two. All right. I hate that you're probably right. <laughs> Where were we? We were jumping around a lot. I'm, I'm not. We were. Not in we were notes. pretty much going in order. Though. Yeah. We didn't talk about how um, Viserys doesn't understand how genetics works. Yeah. He just like every man in this episode is just clueless about like how anything works they don't get science (laughs) they do not get science uh yeah his whole speech about like 
a horse having a brown baby is like yeah so allison implies again it sounds like they've been having this conversation for a decade renera's kids are not lenor's because they don't look like him which also i think the fact that they made the valerians black in this show like shows that even more because david and lena's kids look like mixed <laughs> renera's children do not um, but they also have like dark hair. They don't have the Targaryen hair or the Valer- or the and like they would because they're both high Valerian. They would have the silver hair um, and they don't. So it's like super obvious that they're like not his kids to everybody. Um, and Viserys is just like one time I had a black mare like black as coal or black as a raven. And then the silver stallion like sired a foal on her and it came out charcoal or no chestnut. And then Allison was like, well, are you sure that was the father? Did you see it happen? And he was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> he just doesn't understand how that works. The implication is you didn't lo- watch your kid fuck. Yeah, and also, like, yeah, a black horse and a gray horse can have a brown horse. That's the most popular kind of horse. They probably both have the dominant gene. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, he doesn't get... I guess if they got how genetics worked, they wouldn't be doing so much incest. Yeah, and I think he just has, like, a strong case of confirmation bias where, like, he believes one thing and anything that he can see that, like, makes him believe that, he thinks the baby's nose look like Lenor's, so he's like, look, it looks like you, and it's like, <laughs> does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Patty's... He's also, like, old and senile at this point, honestly. Yeah, so it's pretty much everybody knows except for him. Including Damon. At one point at the end of the at the end of the episode, and Lena's like, Oh, like Renera and Lena have had another son and then he goes, Does this one also strangely look like the Lord Commander of the City Watch? Yeah, and they're on another continent. <laughs> Even he knows. Everyone knows about Viserys. And that's like they imply that's the only reason they're getting away with it. So then should we talk about the little fight in the yard? Wait, can I shit on Kristen Cole first? Absolutely. Well, the scene where he's talking to uh, Allison in the hall and he's talking about how Renera's is oh, horrible. Yeah. He calls her a spoiled cunt. Like, fuck Christian Cole. Like, he's giving major incel vibes. Like, oh, she didn't. Like, oh, she rejected me. So now she's a cunt. She's a slut and a bitch and a whore and like all those other things that men call women who reject them. Like, fuck you, Kristen Cole. Like, he's just so... Fuck you, Kristen Cole. It's funny, like, this character is so unattractive to me now, even though, like, the actor's hot, because he acts like a fucking asshole. He sucks. And then he goes, sorry, that was beneath me. And I was like, hey oh, so is Renera, but also, fuck you, Kristen Cole. <laughs> yep, he sucks. And then he and... Harwin are in the yard training the children and Harwin's like dadding it up trying to be a useful mentor and Kristan's like let me fight the children did you notice what color the kids are wearing green and then Renera's kids are wearing red and black which is weird too because you'd think that that the kids the king's kids would be wearing Targaryen colors, and that Rhaenyra's kids would be wearing Valerian colors, but they're just 
They're really, but they're just not leaning into this green and black situation. Which I mean, when you get into the small council scene, it's clear that like Rhaenyra and Alicent are like the main people running the small council now. So mm-hmm. that's they're probably also the me. ones dressing their kids or telling the people what to dress. Telling their kids. the people what to dress their kids, and they're not <laughs> dressing their own kids. Yeah. So anyway, they pit Aegon and which one is it? Jace, I think. Jace against each other, and Kristan is giving terrible instructions. He basically, like, tells Aegon to kick Jace in the chest. Yeah, just encouraging bullying, basically. And Harwin's like, why are you, like, letting these kids, like, teaching these kids to beat each other up? Like, beat up the kid that's smaller than you. That's not, like, very, like, knight-like. And then Kristen's like, oh, you're only saying that because it's your kid, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And then... Which Kristen is, like, clearly just trying to get a reaction out of Harwin, and it works, uh, because he doesn't even, like, raise a fist to him. He lets Harwin beat him up, and that, you know, does what it does to everyone. But how come... I still don't fucking get this. This is my least favorite thing about this episode. How come Harwin doing this makes him lose his position on the City Watch? But Kristen Cole, who murdered someone in cold blood, beat someone to death, he still has a job. Like, I get why they wanted, I get why, like, his dad wanted him to leave, because it's like, now people think you're fucking the princess, so you gotta go for your own safety. But, like, why would he, why did he get fired? <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, why didn't they both get fired, I guess? <laughs> it's more the issue. I, yeah, I still really just don't understand how Kristen was magically just saved by Allison when literally everyone saw him commit this murder. Everybody saw him, like, murder someone. Yeah. Pretty insane. And it's not like he's just still around. He has his same job. Absolutely wild. I don't really have anything else to say about this scene. No, but just this is just kind of how it kind of confirms to everyone whose kids Renera has. And that's a problem for everybody. Yeah. Should we fuck off to Pentos for a minute here? Oh, we haven't gone to Pentos yet. Yeah, let's fuck off to Pentos. I love this shit. Yes. Yeah, so first of all, uh, we're expanding our our lands that we get to see in this episode. We get to go to Pentos. We also get to go to Harrenhal. So the first half of the season, we were pretty like tightly focused on King's Landing, Dragonstone, and um, we went to the Stepstones, I guess. Yeah, Driftmark. Um, but it was like a pretty yeah Driftmark. We pretty small area that we were covering. So we're expanding into the greater world here. But yeah, Damon and. Lena and their family are across the narrow sea in Pentos. Yeah, I love this scene. You see Damon riding his dragon and he like leans back to like almost like show off his lady wife who is riding like the biggest dragon that we've ever seen. And she looks very tiny and it's Vagar. But we, I mean, we said that at the beginning of the episode, but it's very like she says when she's like a little girl and talking to Viserys. She says that she wants to meet Vagar and she'd love to see her, and now that's her dragon. So I love this. And Vagar is one of the original dragons from the time of Aegon's conquest. So um, while Balerion was the biggest dragon that ever lived, this was like from the same time period and is now the biggest dragon that's alive. Yeah. I was trying to like look up where she's from. It doesn't quite say. Like she might, I don't know if she's from old Valeria or if just. Like, I know Valeria on the Black Dread was, like, actually born and, like, hatched in old Valeria. I believe that he was the last living one that was. So then, like, um, Vagar was one of the eggs that were brought over. 
Yeah, Vagar was younger than Beleriand, but when uh, Aegon and his sisters conquered Westeros, she was one of the three dragons that they rode. Yeah, the Senya, sister of yes. Aegon the Conqueror, sister-wife, like both. Yes. Rode Vagar, and now Lena rides Vagar. Um, did you notice she does, she goes, Dracarys, and then Vagar breathes fire for like no reason. It was just showing off. But then Damon seems like he flies through it. Did you see that too? Okay, there's a few things about this in this episode. Yeah, talk to me. I noticed that one. And then I'm just going to talk about it right now. But yeah, there's another one a little later where one of their children is holding up her dragon egg to the fire. And it's like outside of the grate of the fire. But, like, if you think of a dragon egg being, like, basically stone and then, like, a metal grate here, it's not a cold situation. Mm -hmm. And this child is just, like, holding her hands against it. And I'm like, is she doing the thing? I don't know. They just keep, like, bringing this theme back in, even though we know George doesn't like the idea of anyone else yeah. being fireproof. Like, but also But Lena, they keep flirting with it a lot. So, like, what are you doing? Is it a thing? I want to know. And, like, Lena is not fireproof and knows, knows she wasn't. Because, spoiler, later in the episode, she commits suicide by dragon fire. Which we'll talk about later. But, like, she's not fireproof. So it's like, is it only the Targaryens? But, like, the... But she has Targaryen blood. Her mom's a Targ. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just something to note more than anything that maybe there's some weird heat resistance going on maybe not but um what do you think of damon in this episode i love damon in this episode i don't know i'm so confused like he's suddenly like this like family man kind of like he seems like he cares for his wife and kids yeah so initially he does we also like get this glimpse like you said earlier of like their marriage kind of isn't that great they're both kind of just stuck in it and then like later one of the kids says like my dad doesn't care about me yeah like he sort of seems like it on the surface, but he's not, like, really good at either of those things. But it seems like he does, like, genuinely care for his wife and his kids, I think. Just, like, I he does yeah, his so. lot in life. Like, I think he wanted to be king, you know? So it's more just, like, like the life he's living isn't enough for him. But it does seem like, like, even when she says, like, I might not be the wife that you always wanted, he, like, wants to reassure her no, which I feel like asshole Damon in the past would have been like, yeah, no, you're not. True. Um, so I think he does He does love them and care for them. I just think he's also a mess and, like, wants to be king. Yeah. I mean, he sort of says at uh, later in this episode that the, like, distance between him and the rest of his family and all of the succession and all of that has, like, helped him to not be caught up in it and has you know it seems like that has calmed him down because he's definitely like a much more measured person in yes, this episode yeah, than yeah, he yeah. ever has been but obviously we know that he's gonna go back so we'll see what yeah, happens with that he's gonna especially now um but yeah they want them to stay in pentos um and i was wondering because we when we meet daenerys and her Viserys, um, in the first episode of Game of Thrones, they're in Pentos. So I was wondering, is this when that, like, Targaryen-Pentos kind of alliance friendship began? Because that's where they f were able to flee after Robert's Rebellion. So it's just something I noticed, right? Yeah, true. But yeah, also less important, but Damon's hair's long again, and I'm into it. I'm into it. We like long-haired Damon. Daddy Damon. Daddy. Literal Daddy Damon now. But I'll... Dad and daddy. Mm-hmm. Porque no los dos. Always dos. Do we want to 
keep talking about that story in Penthouse or come back and forth. Oh, I have a question though. While we're talking about hair, where did the Targaryens get their hair straighteners? I don't know. And they're curling irons. Because <laughs> their hair isn't the same every episode. No, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like thinking about that from the beginning of this where Rhaenyra has like wavy natural hair from like the childbirth scene but then later her hair is like very 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 straight like clearly just came out of a flat iron and i'm like who had that i had Where's this the electricity? with daenerys too and i thought maybe they make them out of rocks and then you let the dragons heat them up for them oh <laughs> sure we'll go with that that was my guess all right okay <laughs> So the Strongs, we have been jumping around quite a bit, but anyway, the Strongs get in their little family fight. Harwin and Daddy Strong, what's his name? Not Daddy, but you know. Daddy Strong, what is his name? Oh my God, we knew it. Lionel. Lionel. Lionel Harwin and Lionel, <laughs> they fuck back off to Hall to drop off Harwin because he's fired. Rhaenyra, like, she's the one who overhears this, right? Yeah. The family fight. Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, and I think, like, between this and, and the uh, part where her kid asks if Harwin is her, his dad, she's like, fuck, everyone fucking knows. Yeah, and even in this scene, he goes, um, Harwin was like, oh, it's all a rumor, like, spread by the princess's enemies. And then he goes, people have eyes, boy. <laughs> yeah. So once again, everyone is like, there's so many places to easily eavesdrop on everyone in King's Landing. Always, for some reason. Seems like a bad idea. It's not a good idea. Poor security protocols. Yeah, I feel like if they like soundproofed their castle better and had better security, then we just wouldn't have have a show. True, yeah. Then we've got the small council scene. We talked about this a little bit already, but... Um, Allison and Allison's mainly running it, honestly. I like that there's women on the small council now. It's basically Renera and Allison running it, and then a bunch of old guys like C Dial still talking about, like not knowing what they're talking about yet. <laughs> and of course, even Patty, even Viserys, he's like, he's just like, oh, great to like everything. And it's like, you're not useful here, sir. No. <laughs> I think he's, like, still under the impression that they're all one big happy family. Like, he's somehow just, like, he knows that Allison and Renera don't like each other because he's not that blind, but he's just very in denial of it, and he thinks if he ignores it, it's going to go away. Like, oh, it's almost like, oh, women, and they're dra- dramatics, it's fine. Like, that seems like his attitude. Yeah, it's not ideal. Not great. So then Rhaenyra tries to be, like, the bigger person for the good of the realm and proposes a marriage between her and Alicent's children. Yeah, she's trying to fix everything here. And Alicent just can't stop staring at her boobs and doesn't even answer. (laughs) She starts lactating in the middle of the conversation. To which I say, man, it sucks to be a fucking working mom in the workplace. You're like... The only other woman in the room is competing against you, and then you're trying to make a good point, and everyone's just staring at your boobs, and, oh no, like, milk started to seep out, so now everything you said isn't relevant, and no one's going to respond to it. I know that wasn't their point here, but that's my point. Um, Stupid. It's a hard life for working moms. It is a hard life. And Allison sucks, because... She's the only person in the room who, like, could support Rhaenyra in this awkward moment and of course is like not at all there for that 
and instead like uses it against her basically yeah i still feel like Rhaenyra should have married the baby like as gross as that was in that episode i feel like all of this conflict would have been avoided if Viserys was like yeah these two kids are gonna be engaged to each yeah, other she had married Aegon Aegon it, no, it's disgusting. I'm with that, but like for like from like a political standpoint, there's yeah, no dance of dragons if you do that. You know, right? Of course. <laughs> and then they could have both had bastard kids too, and nobody would have questioned it because there wouldn't be anyone there to question it because there wouldn't be two sides. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't seem like this is gonna go through. No. So. And Viserys is like, you should do it, and Allison's like, yeah, no, fuck you. Yeah. Okay, so Lionel Strong comes to quit his fucking job, which you can't really do when you're the hand of the king. No, he goes to, like, resign. The king's just like, no. Yeah, he's like, no. Um, so I kind of had that out of order because that's when they fuck off to Harrenhal. That's but when yeah. they fuck off to Harrenhal. Yeah, but he's saying, like, basically, you have to fuck off to Harrenhal in the other scene. Yeah, so, and Allison's like... Why are you quitting? You gotta say it. You gotta yeah, spell it out. Yeah, he's like, oh, like, my, I've been compromised. And they're like, why? Why? And he's like, my family's been compromised. And you're like, who? And he's like, I can't. And then he's like, well, then you can't quit your job then. Yeah. So he goes to, like, drop his son off and come back, basically. Um, And then, like, Alicent is now BFFs with Laris Strong. So she, like, goes and has, like, secrets time dinner with him, which is just not secret, but he tells her secrets and she tells him secrets. Yeah, he's kind of like her spy. Yeah. Basically, it seems like... They have a weird relationship, People on like. the internet are calling him Middle Finger because he's like... Because <laughs> he's a lot like Little Finger. He's like the Little Finger of the show, but also fuck him. <laughs> I yeah. like it. <laughs> um, what does he get out of this? I think we find out at the end what his goal was. But I don't know. I think he just wants to be close to the queen because... He thinks it will give him benefits in the future. Like, and, like, if she needs him, then he's safe. Well, I mean, which I guess if you saw what happened to fucking Kristen Cole, that is true. True. Yeah, true. Like, he got away with quite literal murder just because he decided to make friends with the queen. She has no friends, so she has to, like, do this shit. Yeah, I mean, he gives up a lot for this, so it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's an odd relationship to me. That he is willing to go as far as he does for her. So yeah, anyway, she basically says to him at their, like, secrets time dinner, I wish my dad could be Hand of the King again because he is biased towards me. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like, he would that. be biased too. And he's like, yeah, but she'd be biased towards me and no one here is on my side. Yeah. And, he, and Laris is like, noted. So come back to that in a second. Creepy, creepy man, Laris Strong. Actually, yeah, let's just go into it now. Yeah, he fucking burns his family. He burns his family, yeah. Um, so that's what I think is thing here. Now he's the Lord of Hall, and he kind of has blackmail on the queen because he can say she put him up to it, even though she doesn't think she put him up to it, but, you know. Yeah. But yeah, he burned his dad and his brother to death, and then, of course, that means we're going to get Otto Hightower back next episode, which, fuck Otto Was Hightower. Was confirmed in the stupid preview. Fuck Otto Hightower. It's been nice not having him in this episode. I know, but here he comes. He'll be back. Then, goddamn, we have, uh So then we got this shitty scene with Laris in the, like, the black cells. Yeah, rounding up a bunch of, like, murderers. Yeah, 
to be his eyes, I guess. No, I think that's who he hired to burn down Harrenhal. Oh, okay. And that's why he Sorry. cut off their I tongues. totally didn't quite get that. I didn't get it. I'm going to cheat and say I watched it a second time, and that's when I understood what was happening. So he says they're, they're sentenced to death, and he says, I will provide you mercy, but you have to give up one thing, and it's their tongue. So that means now they can't go back and be like, this is who hired me. Yeah, so they okay, go, that makes they more sense now. And they burn down Heron Hall, they kill his family, and then no one Got knows. It. And then when they do it, they're wearing these little bees, and I don't know what the bees stands for. Like, it's nobody's house sigil. So let's keep our eye out, see if we see more bees. Yeah. Good catch. Yeah, but um, the I wonder if it's like a, a little finger... Mocking Jay situation Maybe. where Laris is making up his own sigil because he didn't feel like he was part of the family, really. Yeah, that and would What make are they sense. like? The fucking busy bees? Because that's what he is. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, they show they show us some tongue torture getting cut out. Fuck that shit. Yeah, hate that. But that's why he cuts out their tongue. It wasn't just, like, torture for no reason. It was, like, so that they can't out him. I guess they're illiterate. They can't write to anybody. <laughs> right. Which they probably are if they're, they like, common are. criminals. Yeah. So then we've got more childbirth, Christine. Oh, so much childbirth trauma. Elena's having her baby. Oh, side note. Back to... When they're at dinner with the people in Pentos and the guy goes, you guys have three dragons, perhaps one day four. And then she rubs her pregnant belly. Although I realize now they were talking about the fact that they have four kids and only one of them. They have, there's four of them. They have two kids. Only one person doesn't have a dragon. But at that moment, when I saw it, I thought they were saying that maybe she'll give birth to a dragon. It could be a human. It could be a dragon. We don't know. Christine, that's our own shit. <laughs> but no, he legit, he goes, you guys have three, like your family has three dragons. Perhaps one day four. And she, at that moment, rubs her pregnant belly. <laughs> well, I mean, I have to assume he's referring to the fact that they can get another dragon egg for the baby. But yeah, I like that theory too. Lena's fucking dragons. No. <laughs> We know Damon fucks dragons. Yeah, maybe they're having dragon orgies. and that's, We don't know this, but Christine and I know this. That's what the paintings are of. And that's why he didn't yeah, want to the see tapestries. the tapestries. <laughs> anyway, anyway, switching so tones here. To a much sadder. Uh, this, yeah, so she's giving birth to this baby now. And this is very reminiscent of the first birth scene that we saw in this show with um where emma targaryen dies and once again the baby is stuck and daemon now is given again it's given to the man the choice to kill his wife or let them both die and he doesn't even question it the minute that they're like he's like would the mother survive no he just shakes his head no daemon believe it or not is a better husband and father than Viserys. That surprised me. Yeah, he doesn't know what to say. And, I mean, I think... But he does shake his head. Right, yeah. But I think, like, um, this is also, you know, he had the shittiest reaction to Emma and the new potential threat to his heir back in the day, his heirship. That's true. So maybe he's learned and grown. 
Yeah, and it's like, now he's the one in this situation, and it's like, you know, fuck. That's true. Maybe now he'll understand more of the situation he was in, because now he's lost. Is he becoming a more empathetic person? I think he is. It seems like it. Just the way, like, he treats his wife and daughters in this episode. It's not perfect, but it's not the Damon we saw before. He's, like, more of a person. So anyway, since they don't give any choices to the women in this show... Lena takes things into her own hands. Yeah, so she stumbles out to Vagar. Side note, how cool is Vagar? Like, that's a cool-looking fucking dragon. dragon. Like, they made her look, like, super ancient and, like, expressive and wise. I love this dragon. (laughs) Love this dragon. Favorite dragon so far. Because we only saw Dreamfire for, like, half a second. Mm -hmm. Um, But the scene is sad. Yeah, so she keeps asking Vagar to Drakaris her. And Vagar's just like, no. Yeah, and then there's like this, I think, a really well done moment considering that dragons aren't real. Sorry, Christine, if that was hard for you to hear. Um, I th- It was really well done, though, like where Vagar like looks into her eyes and like kind of seems to understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, I'll, I'll do it for you. That's what made me wonder like how much dragons, I'm trying to think the word... Like, the cognition, how intelligent the dragons are. Because I feel like when we meet Vermax earlier, who's a baby dragon, he's basically like a little animal. Like, he doesn't. But then when you meet Vagar, who's been alive for centuries, she seems to be able to kind of communicate non-verbally with... So I wonder if, like, throughout time, if, like, the dragons become... You know, in other lore, dragons are, like, wise and, like, not animalistic. But in Game of Thrones, they've always seemed more like animals. So that's why I'm, like, up until this moment. So I don't know. So, yeah, maybe their intelligence just continues to grow over time and there's no limit to it if they live long enough. Yeah. Because, like, Drogon seemed kind of intelligent at the end, but he was more like a dog. You know? Yeah. He seemed like a very loyal, like, dog. But he was... He was, uh, no, that's not true, Christine. What? He's not a dog. The last Drogon scene. Oh, when he knew that it wasn't Jon Snow that killed her. It was the concept of the concept the Iron Throne. Of the, of the crown. And I the fucking throne. hate that episode so much. <laughs> okay, fuck that. Sorry fuck I brought that, that up. Shit. <laughs> but you're right. Anyway, Vagar seems really smart, um, and she doesn't want a Dracaris because she's like, what the fuck, no, and then seems to, like, realize and understand that she's dying, and that, what she, that like, Vagar would be doing a kindness to her by putting her out of her misery and giving her a dragon rider's death, so she dracaris her, and then we see Damon comes out and sees the whole thing, and he just looks traumatized. Yeah. So, that's... I mean, I think actually the last scene then is the scene where Laris is like, it was me, I'm the curse of Hall." Is that after this? I think so. It kind of cuts back and forth between... It does, Like, yeah, you see her skeleton burnt, and then you see, like, the Hall, like, the strong skeletons burnt, and then it's all overcut with, or overlaid with um, Lara Strong doing this monologue about how, like, children are the death of you and it's better to just remain unattached, which is, like, a weird thing to say to a lady with three kids. 
Yeah, who's like actively trying to throw overthrow the Seven Kingdoms so that her kids can be in control. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it just his monologue doesn't make sense here. Anyway, he basically is like, yo, I killed my family for you. You're welcome. And she's just like, I didn't ask you to do that. And he's like, She's like pretty you mortified. Sure? You sure you didn't ask me to do that? I yeah. feel like you did. Be careful what you wish for. Now your dad can come back. And she's just like holy shit, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck did I just align myself with? Because he seemed like this, like, simple spy, you know, who she could easily manipulate and then find out he's, you know, a ruthless, conniving, little finger type murderer. Who, like, has no qualms whatsoever. Like, he's not even a little sad about killing his family. Yeah, well, I think for him, now he's, he was a second son. Like, now he's the Lord of Harrenhal. He just and got, we never like, a... really saw his relationship with his family, so we don't know what that was like. But still, like, he has, it's seemingly, like, no feelings about it, which no. is not good. Not good. Yeah. But yeah, but like, I think from his point of view, now he has a title and lands for himself. And he, you know, has dirt on the queen and has an alliance with her. So he's really set himself up. Yeah. So yeah, that's our our episode. Um, anything else overall? Do we want to count any of these as brutal deaths? Oh yeah, we absolutely do. We're of course tracking all the brutal deaths from this show as well, so that we can figure out what's the most brutal at the end of the day. Oh, you know who we didn't even talk about? Who? Carl with a Q. Who? Lenore's new boyfriend, Carl with a Q. Oh, Here's that I with Carl. We watched it with the subtitles on. It's Carl with a Q. Okay, so for the brutal deaths, we've got Lena's uh, suicide by dragon. And then we've got old and young, strong, fire by family. Uh, Christine. We didn't talk about where Renera's going, too. They fucked off to Dragonstone. Oh, yeah. They fucked off to Dragonstone. God, so much happened in this episode. Too much happened. So she's like, pack up your boyfriend, we're going to Dragonstone. And then they do. I guess that's it. But just that they fucked up to Dragonstone and he brought Carl with the queue with him. All right. I think we got it all. (laughs) I mean, there's probably more, but God, there was a lot. A lot packed into that hour and eight minutes or whatever it was. emails with what we missed if you want to hear us discuss anything else yeah yeah if you send us emails we might read them on the show we don't get nobody sending us emails send them if you want to be on our show this is how we always end our episodes um and it's time it's time for a game christine of fuck mary kill let's get into it what do you got for me can i give you two today yeah you can give me two today yeah okay so the first one since we had some recastings um new allison new renera and new lena Okay, kill Allison. Oh, the other ones are hard. I think, honestly, I think fuck Renera and marry Lena. I don't blame you. That's not a bad move. She seems like a great wife. And Renera seems good in bed. Yeah, kind of a player for sure. Yeah, and you get to hang out with Vagar. What you got for me? I got for you. I can't remember if we did this on the show before or just at the con when we were playing with fans. Laris, Lionel, or Harwin? I feel like we only did this at the con, so a couple people answered this you can hear on our fan. Mine, though, however, I'm going to kill Laris. I don't trust him. Yeah, fuck that guy. I'm going to fuck Daddy Strong, and I'm going to marry Harwin. 
and also fuck him. But he also just seems like he'd be a good partner. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your other one that you have? Okay. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Vermax, Vagar, and Dreamfire. <laughs> you would. Did you just come up with this when I told you Dreamfire was in the show? Yeah, I had Caraxes before because I didn't think there were any other new dragons. But then I was like, oh, there was another new dragon. I gotta kill Vermax. He's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do I want to do? Right? It's hard now. I think I want to f- fuck Dreamfire and marry Vagar because because of the last scene where Vagar seemed so loving. Vagar seems so cool. Yeah, I don't blame you. All right. We talk about fucking dragons on this show. Welcome <laughs> to Potter Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been a show. So, Christine, a whole podcast, <laughs> a whole podcast. Christine, what do you what do you want to plug today? Um, I'm going to plug my band. Um, so you can follow us on Instagram at chaos pixie nyc. Um, hopefully, we'll be sh- playing some shows this fall. How about you, Lauren? What do you plug in? I'm plugging my own Instagram account. Yay. You can follow me at low underscore Mazzy. And also, let's plug the pod, Christine. Let's plug our own pod. If you guys liked this episode, and if you want more where this came from, you should follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore pod of the dragon. You should follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pod of the dragon. You can also go check out our Etsy store, which is etsy.com slash shop slash pot of the dragon etsy.com slash shop slash pot of the dragon yeah definitely check out our etsy store lauren has been making like a shit ton of really funny merch so at least go look at it and then buy whatever you can get your daddy damon merch yeah daddy damon merch we got fuck auto hightower stickers we have um a literal baby <laughs> bibs and oh yeah for, your, for your babies <laughs> yes uh yeah go check it out i think that it's kind of funny and also helps us so if you liked this that's a good way you can support us and um we have some cool shit on there so yeah Uh, another way that you can help us out is by sharing this podcast with your friends everyone knows another person who likes game of thrones and house of the dragon so tell them about it rate subscribe review all of that helps us all of those things are free that's a free easy way that you can support our show um, if you feel like you want to do a little more than that, you can also go to our anchor page. That's anchor.fm slash pod of the dragon. And you can donate a buck or two to us there, whatever you see fit. And, uh, we just wanted to also highlight that we've teased a little bit. We have another episode coming out later this week. That is our fan reaction episode from fan x in salt lake city we're super excited to share that with you guys so stay tuned keep your eyes on the feed and we have our next episode coming out probably a little earlier next week than this week's um which is our you know our recap of the uh episode seven of house of the dragon so yeah so it was a little delayed because we were doing a big travel to fan x yeah christine got stuck in the airport for like 47 hours i did i watched house of the dragon while i was there though at least (laughs) true so anyway, uh, I think that's I think that's it for today. I think that's a whole podcast. We did a whole podcast. Dreams didn't make us podcasters. Dragons did. I'm gonna say it like Lena this time. Dracodies. Bye, Bye forever. forever. <laughs>
Did his dick fall off too? Maybe. Did he cut that on the iron throne? <laughs> cut my dick off on the iron throne. <laughs>